Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Talking Games with Kelly and Andrew. I'm sick. I am not sick. Um, uh, I think that that's kind of uh, rude of you to leave me out in the cold like that. I was not feeling great last week. Um, that, that doesn't makes you help. Feel... Oh, okay. Sorry. Well, I am sorry that you're not feeling well. Um, I'm feeling great. That's okay. It's like... <laughs> Just kidding. I, I sound fine. And it's a yeah. podcast, so that's kind of sure. all that matters, right? Yeah. You don't have My, to um, have, like, an energy or, like... No. No. Emotional you state. Talk. Right. Uh, well, Kelly, there's l- lots... Well, there's kind of not a lot, but there's kind of a lot to talk about. Does that make sense? Sure. Yeah. Little... Sh- a short list of big stories. Yeah. Um, I want to kick things off. I don't know why I said it like I do. Like, I'm in... Like, it's mine. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, I released a trailer for Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, Nintendo posted a video on the YouTube. We talked about this last week because they announced it, but they posted a 10-minute, about 10-minute breakdown of some Breath of the Wild, sorry, that was an accident, Tears of the Kingdom (laughs) gameplay. Um, If you've seen Breath of the Wild before, it will be pretty darn familiar to you. Uh... It looks very similar art style-wise and graphics-wise, but this was more of a mechanical showcase, and who boy did it showcase mechanics. That being the new uh, recall option, which is a way to rewind objects in the world, so they showcased it with Link hopping on top of this rock that fell from the sky, recalling it, and then going up into the sky to jump on a sky island. Uh, There is Ultra Hand which is a little reference to Nintendo, uh, a Nintendo toy that they used to make. But Ultra Hand is an ability where you can take different objects in the world and fuse them together, that being used for like creating boats or cars, kind of like what we saw in that one trailer, but we didn't know a lot about it. And then also a fuse ability, which is a little bit more straightforward, and that is fusing something in your hand with either an object in the environment, so like, say, a stick that you're holding with a rock in front of you, or fusing, say, a monster part with an arrow that you're about to shoot. So they showed off a Keese eyeball being combined with a arrow, an arrow, and that made it a homing arrow. Um, This is a showcase that if you're interested in the game at all, I highly recommend watching because it gets the mind a-running. Kelly, what did you think? Did you a-run? Uh, I did a little bit. I ran. Um, I like Link's new look. I like his long hair. He's kind of oh, slaying. Yeah. <laughs> um, kind of? Completely. Well, he, yeah, he's definitely slaying. Um, I think it's cool to see the new mechanics. I think it's a good way to get excited for the game, especially because you don't realize it, but we're like way closer to release than, than like time really has flown. It's a couple uh, weeks. I know. Uh, So I think it's exciting. I'm excited to see how people use these mechanics in the game because I feel like some of the fun of Breath of the Wild was like seeing stupid videos on Twitter of people finding new and innovative ways to just like break the game using Mm -hmm. game mechanics. So I'm excited to see (laughs) that arsenal being expanded. Um, Is this the first time that everybody is universally excited for Nintendo to ship a broken game? (laughs) (laughs) I think so. No, definitely not. 
<laughs> it just looks very, like you said, broken, but like on purpose this, not that Breath of the Wild was broken, but people loved breaking it. And it feels like this time they're giving the tools more upfront for you to, to shatter its systems in the most fun way possible. Yeah, it feels like they're acknowledging that and being like, you know what? We love when you guys have a good time. So we're going to let you have an even better time than we did last time. It's all about time, folks. I'm... I think I'm excited because, um, you know, this this trailer, well, it's, it's more than a trailer. It's a whole 10-minute thing. I mean, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah. Um, I'm excited because even though it looks pretty much, uh, you know, pixel for pixel like Breath of the Wild, like yeah. <laughs> same UI and everything. Um, I think it's exciting to have a direct sequel to a Zelda game. We haven't really had that since like, I don't know, Spirit Tracks. Yeah, and on a console since uh, Majora's Mask. So, Right. So that's exciting. I'm excited to see the story continue because I felt like the story of Breath of the Wild was very interesting the way it sort of um, unfolded. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited for that aspect as well. But that's always my favorite part is the uh, the world of Hyrule and how they're all so different from one another. And yet so many themes and, uh, you know, designs kind of keep repeating. Like some mm-hmm. of the designs in this game, like even like Link's tattoo uh, looks a little bit uh, Twilight Princess-esque. So I think it's kind of cool. I'm excited to see whatever that means whatever that turns into i the 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 mechanical possibilities that this trailer or showcase gave me got me like completely on board whereas that last trailer kind of it didn't really do it for me it looked great but like i was like okay but what's like what's the thing what's the deal yeah and i feel like this showcase was them being like we're not going to tell you why the story's exciting but here's the deal and I'm like, oh, cool. I just asked what the deal was. Thank you. Right. And- right. It feels like it was, um, it feels more justified now. Yeah. And I'm just, the Sky Islands that they called them look a lot more expansive than I think they hinted at before, which means a lot more completely new geography. And that's really exciting to me because I think that was my biggest concern was just repeating the same spaces. Right. Right. Uh, big same map. Yeah, and they still haven't told us even the premise of this game, which I I consider a good thing. I think if it was not good and they knew it, they'd probably do like a lot of marketing to cover that up. But right now they're showing nothing, so I think that's like a, a sign of confidence that they're like, oh, we don't need to show you. You can wait. Yeah, I can't recall what Breath of the Wild's marketing was like. I don't feel like I remember them going too much into detail about the story of Breath of the Wild either, other than like the Sheikah Slate. Being... The January 2017 trailer showed clips from almost every one of like the story flashbacks. That oh, wow. was like spoilerville. That's crazy. So, and it it shows like the scenes of like Link kind of dying. Um, sure. In, yeah. In the flashback, because Link's he like dies and then hibernates for 100 years and then you wake up as Breath of the Wild. They show that like in the trailer basically and then like Zelda crying and stuff. Yeah. So, so I think maybe they learned it was their still, lesson. It, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm thinking. This is still like that was still vague but it also like 
showed a lot of key scenes, whereas now it's like we just keep seeing that same Ganon, presumably Ganondorf figure, and that's it. Like that's all we've really seen outside of some some ominous gameplay. Yeah, very ominous. And, some and Zelda falling, tinkling music, and Zelda falling a lot. Zelda's been falling since 2019. Yeah, Poor she's girl. a bit of a klutz. <laughs> it must be exhausting, but I'm yeah. fully I'm fully hyped. Uh, you can tell because they announced a Switch OLED, and I bought it. Oh. Uh, I was planning on getting one fully because we, my partner and I will be, um, they'll be living in another state for a few months on a work program, and we need two Switches because uh, we both got to be playing Tears of the Kingdom. So we are waiting to see, oh, well, that maybe there's a Tears of the Kingdom one that we can buy. And then it happened, so we went for that. So I'm excited. I guess we only have a few weeks left. That's kind of weird. It's like a month and, a month and a week from now. I know. Time it's passes freaky. very quickly as you get older. I'm learning this. You called me old before we started recording, and now you're calling me old on the show. <laughs> well, it's time to embrace your geriatric nature. <laughs> okay. Uh, much like... No. Hey, go for it. No, for I, can't, it. I can't find it. I can't find the thread there. Um, hey. You know... Huh. Uh, Okay, okay, okay. Hold on. I got it. I got it. I got it. Okay. So, um, okay. So you're geriatric. You're an old person, right? Yeah. You know what old people love? Bingo. Where's everybody going? Bingo night? That's a little- Got him. That's a little Resident Evil 4 reference because our next story is all about Resident Evil 4 uh, and how it sold 3 million units in the first week. Uh in two days, uh, I was going to say. That actually is not... I mean, that's impressive, but like a week is, is like seven whole days. I got two. confused because Village sold three million in seven days, and and then I just wrote it down, but Resident Evil 4 sold in two days. So yeah. That's why I'm sorry for deceiving you. That's okay. I um, That's all right. I uh, I trusted you, and you betrayed me, <laughs> but that's okay. Uh, well, sorry. I'm going to get over it. Not a big deal. Um, having a little bit of a uh, Leon Kennedy and Ada Wong moment here, where I'm being uh, betrayed. Just kidding, I don't. I, that doesn't happen. Uh, uh, spo- uh, just kidding. Spoiler. Um, anyway, so uh, Resident <laughs> Evil Four uh, has sold three million units in two days, uh, which is forty eight hours. Uh, for those of you who know math, um, I don't. So I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, I. This is pretty big, but I'm also like not surprised because not only is Resident Evil 4 probably the best Resident Evil f- game and also probably the most anticipated of all the remakes. Um it was also uh I guess those were the reasons <laughs> that yeah. was the whole <laughs> sentence. But um <laughs> I bought it uh not in the first 2 days. I actually just bought it on a uh, Friday. So you're contributing to the new statistic that we're going to hear about next week. Yeah, probably. Um, I am excited to play it. See my little Leon Weon, my little Wee Wee, my little no. Lee stop, 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 my stop, little, stop. my little Oo Woo, my little cat boy. Okay, that's better um, than Wee Wee. You don't like Wee Wee. You don't like Leon. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> 
That was a bit of a loaded question. Uh, uh, <laughs> like French, like wee oui, wee. Oui. Uh-huh. So uh, anyway, I also played it, but uh, well, I think we should just wait till we both played a bunch more because so we can have like a thorough discussion and tear that game to shreds because we wow. both hate it. Wow. No, it's really good. Is it? Yeah, I've played a few hours. Uh, I haven't made it as far as I want because, well, I'll talk about that a little more when I talk about what I'm playing later. Okay. Kelly, you know it sold a lot less than 3 million units? <laughs> like a lot less? There's a three in the number still, though. Yeah, it sold uh, 10% of that. <laughs> what? What sold PlayStation 10%? VR2, according to a Bloomberg report, has sold 270,000 units within its first month on the market. Uh, two things surprising about this. One, PSVR 2 has been out for a month. That's crazy. I thought it came out yesterday. Um, and maybe that's because uh, there's no hype around it because a quarter million people have it. That's really, 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 really bad. <laughs> for a piece of hardware from a major manufacturer. Yeah. I know I saw I knew that it was out because I remember seeing on Twitter that Jeff Keeley had gotten it um as a gift mm-hmm. and I remember thinking uh this is stupid. And then I remember thinking he's probably going to be one of less than 300,000 who are going to uh own this piece of equipment because I am a prophet and a seer. You are. You, those are both things that you are. Thank you. Um, I think that this definitely spells major change. There's reports that they're talking about price cuts internally, which, like, of of course they are. How could you not talk about that? Like, that's a disastrous number. That's like virtual boy crap. Ugh. Seriously. Yeah. Let's yeah. look it up. I'm going to look up virtual boy, virtual boy lifetime sales, and that will be our comparison point. For this, watch it yeah. be like two hundred and fifty thousand, two and a half million. Oh, sorry, one say, and a half million. I was gonna say it has the 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 simple, factual uh, numbers that it has. It was um, just a different time, you know. Yeah. Uh, nobody really likes VR. I mean, v- I feel like VR is still very much a very boutique sort of thing um and people just aren't motivated to buy it because a it's a really huge gap of money between like a regular console and then buying something else on top of it that costs more than your console yeah and people just don't aren't as receptive to vr because it's just not for everybody i can't really play it it's not like a let me sit down for three hours and play a video game it's let me stand up for like 30 minutes and play 30 minutes of a video game and then put it down because i got motion sickness yeah and i know i I talked about that like a thousand times and people are probably sick of hearing it but uh, it's interesting because i bet you would probably have the best time you i bet playstation vr2 would be your best vr experience ever but it's so expensive that you'll never get to try it yeah very true I think that if they, if the price plummets to let's say, let's, I know this is insane, but let's just say $300. Oof. 
if it plummets to $300 and they announce Half-Life Alex, I would look at the thing. Sure. But as it stands, why would I even bother? Right. At that sales rate, nobody's going to be motivated to make games for it. So it's even less of a product that I want. It's going to be in this this intrinsic loop of failure. Yeah, it's really just a big fart. It's a big, big fart. Just a big prolonged fart. Remember when they said that they were going to sell 2 million units right at the start? <laughs> this is one-eighth of that. Yeah, that, who, that who among be... us has not uh, really oversold themselves at one point? I, this is just embarrassing. And I'm not trying to be mean, but like, can you imagine how embarrassing this must be for the executives who decided this was a good idea? They're probably going to blame it on the marketing, honestly. They, they marketed it. They, I don't think people at the top level like that have any sense of humility or self-reflection. No. So they probably are going to blame it on everybody else uh, because they did nothing wrong and all their ideas are really good. You're right. Um, but you know what is also really, really embarrassing? And <laughs> perhaps the uh, kicker, the uh, the final... Uh, Kablooey. Kablooey of today, <laughs> of this week's video game news. Yeah. E3. Uh, remember that? I Yeah, I love it. I'm remember, so excited for this year's E3. Remember how they were like, we've totally got big companies with us still. And then every single big company was like, no, they're lying. Well, finally, the stake has gone through the heart. The mm. uh, body has been buried. The, um, the ship has sunk. Uh, E3 has been canceled this year. So... Uh, I thought the the vehicle in which I learned this information was very funny uh, because I actually saw a tweet. I saw Jeff Keighley tweet um, about how he was like, oh, my God, E3 is canceled. I remember my first E3. Anyway, Summer Games Fest is happening still, just so you know. <laughs> I mean, he. I think he's like kind of obligated to market his E3 replacement when E3 is like giving up. I just thought it was funny. Um, it is. Because... He just makes me laugh. He's just a silly guy. I've become very, um, uh, I feel very affectionate towards him these days. Uh, it's like Stockholm I, Syndrome, I think. Me and you both go up and down on him so much. And I feel whoa, like. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> sorry. I <laughs> oh, sorry. think maybe you need to rephrase <laughs> that, that statement. <laughs> me and you both change our opinions on him regularly. Right. We do do that. <laughs> Please. But okay, I'm gonna get back on track. Right. I feel like uh E3 being fully deceased is kind of his it he's taking over. And I think that especially this last game awards proves proved that when he's like fully in charge and he's the only venue for video game shows, he tends to put on a far greater uh show. Whereas, like, in past years when he's been competing with other showcases, he struggles a lot more to create an entertaining show and keeps the ridiculously long runtime. Um, so I, I think this is probably very, very good for Summer Games Fest. 
Yeah. The the only company that's probably not involved in any way is Ubisoft because they were planning to be at E3. <laughs> yeah. But like everybody else was like, no, we're not going to that. Yeah. I think you uh, nailed it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it's hard to split the focus between E3 and all of the other summer stuff. And I think that um, obviously now being able to sort of hone in and say, well, all these companies are coming to Summer Games Fest. So I think the production value will probably be a little bit higher. Uh-huh. And we will probably receive news that is more relevant than it has been in the past years. Uh, yeah. No offense to Mr. Keeley, who we love to go up. Okay. And- so uh- – <laughs> Tell me this, Kelly. Are you sad? I think more so. I like I'm it's just the concept that makes me sad. I think I have a lot of fond memories of like big things getting announced at E3. Um I'll never forget like the summer that Fallout 4 was announced. Oh, that was, they were like, that was like the last great one, really. In a I lot know, of and ways. they were like, and it's coming out in November. And we were like, ah, you know, it was just you know, it, it it was really good memories for me, but um, like I wasn't looking forward to it this year because nothing was happening. Um, it's so I guess it's yeah, yeah. Like conceptually, on an abstract level, I'm kind of sad, but in like reality, it's just the way that the cookie crumbles, and there are new things that have replaced it and are are going to be doing a better job of it. I just feel like things have become so. <laughs> Um, fractured like mm-hmm. <clears throat> these companies don't even want to show up to the same place anymore they're all like we're doing our own thing now okay nobody else is invited it's just well, it's us. probably cheaper and more effective for them you know right it just feels like the division between everybody is Tom Clancy's the division too De- <laughs> yeah is <laughs> deeper than uh, it has ever been mm-hmm. much like how deep our love is uh, sure. for going up and down. Stop. I'm going home. <laughs> I I'm sorry. I want to say that I'm sad and you're sitting here making sorry. fun no. of me. Tell me tell me how you feel about E3 being canceled. I'm sad. Yeah. That's it. No, I'm I'm like cuz you know E3's been dead for a while, if we're going to be honest. There was that one our show kind of got its its start because of E3 2021. That was what, like episode six or seven. And I think that a lot of staples of what we've made here kicked off there. So in that sense, I have a sentimentality towards it. Um, But that was like the last breath of an already dead beast. Mm-hmm. That year we talked probably similarly as much about Summer Games Fest. Maybe not quite, but like there was definitely a lot going on outside of E3, but it just felt like E3 because it's, oh, that week of news. And that's still going to happen. It'll just be a couple weeks instead of one strict, because like all the conferences took place in like four days. That was so much. And now it's just like, eh, we'll spread them out over two weeks, maybe three weeks. And there's a few outliers. So... I'm okay with it because, like, the games are coming out regardless of how they're announced. This isn't going to affect game development or game announcements at all. This will just affect when we hear about things and how. 
but realistically, like, especially you and I, we're still going to watch everything. Right. Maybe the average viewer might pick and choose more, but me and you, we're, we're freaking journalists. We got to watch it all. Sure do. I got my eyes open. I got my eyes closed because I'm tired. Oh, well. Well. Open them up. Crack I will. bad boys open. I will because guess what? You know what we're going to be doing in a few days? What? I'll give you a hint. Wahoo. Oh. We're going to be drinking Yahoo chocolate milk? It's Yoohoo, isn't it? <laughs> You're right. Yahoo is a search engine. We are going to be searching Yahoo.com for images of Jeff Keeley. You got me. No, <laughs> we're, we're we're seeing Mario movie. I think we already kind of announced it, but like we committed a dinner plan. So like now we can't back out. Yeah, we're in both feet. Both feet are ready to just step on Mario's skull. Oh, geez. I'm well, sorry. I that was violent. that. Uh, the initial impressions have come out, and we kind of talked about this before we recorded, but, like, it's good. And I don't hear anybody being like, oh, my God. But I hear a lot of people being like, wow, great Easter eggs and f- cute story. And I'm like, you know what? It's kind of all I need. Yep. I just Especially, want to have fun. I hope, like, oh, I hope to goodness that there's something Kirby in this movie. That's just what I decided right now that I want to see on the big screen. I want Kerb. Yeah. I want, here's what I want. Huh? I want to sit down with a big bowl of popcorn mm-hmm. and a big Coke slushy. Uh-huh. I want to see that little pink fellow. <laughs> little pink roll fellow. Roll across my screen and go. Hi. And go. Wah! You know the noise that he makes when he's sucking? Oh, like. <sighs> yeah, yeah. But he makes like a little like. Wah! Like it's like a little. Yeah, 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 yeah. I want to hear that. I don't think you will. That's all I need. I know there's a post credit scene, so we have to sit through the whole credits. What if there's a Kirby movie coming out? That's what I'm... It probably who will would, be. Who would play Kirby? Me. Danny DeVito. Me. Oh, okay. Me. Well, Do Danny you know... DeVito can be a form of Kirby. You're right. Do you know when I'm like... When I do the bit where I'm like... Now I'm close to the microphone. You know, because you can see my video. Right. Kelly's camera's dead, so I am on screen, whereas normally I minimize my video, and I just lean forward, and I'm like, Kelly is never surprised by this bit, is she? (laughs) I feel like she's been deceiving me and the audience this whole time. What? Do you want to know what I've been playing? I sure do. (laughs) I sure do. Yeah, Me? you can. You don't have a camera. You can do that bit, and I won't even know it's coming. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Poor audience members. Well, sorry, y'all. I was committed yeah. to the moment. Uh, Just like I was committed to Octopath Traveler 2. I finished it. Woo! Woo! Took me 45 hours. Game was pretty darn easy. Uh, Final boss took a couple tries. He was a little annoying because it requires you to use all eight party members, and uh, four of them were level 70, and four of them were level 32. Uh, so four of them had a much tougher time. But I kind of figured out some strategies, discovered some new things. I had a disgusting surplus of money because if you steal from every person that you meet, which is what I did because I had the thief as my main member, uh, you have more equipment than you could possibly need and tons of stuff you get to sell for money. 
and I did all that, and I had like eight hundred thousand dollars, which is as much as it sounds like. Um, and your merchant character has the ability to pay for a really high power attack, and it's thirty thousand dollars, which is that's a lot. But if you have eight hundred thousand dollars and no battle following the one you're doing right now, um, that helps a lot. So I was able to get through it, even though it was a little tough. Power went out during the fight. That oh. was not fun. No, that's <laughs> I so was, bad. I was like 15 minutes into an attempt and it went out and I was like, no. I'm sorry. And it was a blink too. It wasn't even like it went out, out. It just blinked and I was like, are you kidding me? That's awful. That's an awful feeling. Yeah. And then I didn't try again because I was like, mm, power is going to go out like four more times. And then it did. It went out, I think, six times. So Jeez. It was just on and off. And then it was off for like 10 minutes and then it came back on and the wind stopped and I was like, I guess I could play Octopath Traveler 2 again. Uh, I finished it, loved it, 45 hours, like I said, highly recommend it. I've talked about it plenty, so I'm not going to go too deep, but if you're interested in that kind of JRPG formula, an old-style Final Fantasy job-based RPG, top of the line. I also played a game called Rollerdrome. <laughs> what? Oh. what? Why are you making fun of me for saying one sentence per I, letter? I just thought your delivery was very Bad. interesting. Bad. Oh. Uh, I played Rollerdrome. It was on sale. I've been wanting to play it. It's kind of like a combination of Tony Hawk meets uh, Super Hot meets Sable. So it has the visual style of Sable, that cell shaded look. It has the mechanics of Tony Hawk in that you're in a skate rink doing tons of tricks. And those tricks are used to reload your guns, which you shoot in a very super hot fashion. I really loved this game. It was pretty short, which was a blessing because... Uh, I've been pretty behind on my list of games because I'm trying to finish 52 games this year, and I'm not on track to do that yet. But this is helping. That made up for some of it. Uh, Top of the line game. If you're listening to this at time of release and you have a PlayStation, it is on sale, half off. I very much recommend it because it is normally 30, I believe, and right now it's 15, I believe, which is a big sale, especially for a game that's only about mm, three or four hours it could probably give you about six, seven, ten hours if you try to do 100% completion because it's pretty brutally difficult. Mm. Um, you have to do, like, challenges to unlock the next set of levels. And at the start, the challenges, they're all kind of difficult, but the levels are very doable. Um, and thankfully, those points transfer. So, like, you can do a ton of challenges on the first four levels, and that basically, like, makes it easier to get through the entire game. Um, which is good because the challenges on the last few levels are uh, way too much for my tiny little pea brain to handle. They're really, <laughs> really hard. Oh. But I love this game. Highly recommend it. Take a look at it. If it, It's kind of easy to tell if it's your jam just from watching footage. Again, it's called Roller Drome. Um, I think it's on PlayStation and PC only, but I wouldn't be surprised if this is the kind of game that comes to Game Pass in like six months or a year. So... Also keep an eye out for that. That's this week, I guess. That's it? That's it. All I could think about is the Burnt Wood Tavern. No, what's nope. the name of the restaurant we're eating at? It's like uh it's like uh The Oak Barrel. Oak Barrel. Oak Barrel, right? Oak Barrel, yeah, you're right, you're right. You're Not right. to dox ourselves, but Oh We're oh. not gonna be there, okay? You guys well, we we didn't say a date. We didn't say a time. We didn't say which oak barrel we're talking about. Oh we didn't say God. the theater. We didn't say that we're seeing it at Valley View Cinema. 
Stop. Oh, 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 oh. Oh my God, dude. It's our so fans over. are going to be, our fans are going to just hound the place all weekend. It's Unless so we're over. seeing it next week. Oh, wait, that's not possible because we record on Mondays. Mm. Mm. Well, have fun camping out at the Valley View Cinema waiting for us. Fans. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. I'm so excited to see you at the Valley View Cinema. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Oh, oh.